Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fantasyland FPL podcast. After maybe three or four long weeks of doing voice notes over and back, Daruan joins us once again on the podcast. Good to have him back. How are you keeping, bud? I'm great, Steve, now. Keeping well. How about yourself? Good stuff. Yeah, just recovering from a difficult game week, for sure. I think going into the game week, I felt like it was going to be difficult. Did you feel it was going to be the same? A lot of the fixtures... Probably didn't mm. line up the way that we wanted. It was hard to pick a captain, and in general, it was uh, it was tough, wasn't it? Yeah, it was tough. You could, like we said that when we looked at the fixtures, they're all like it was hard to pick a captain as well because they all had kind of tough fixtures. And like, look for watching wise and game wise, good, mm. but for fancy, not so good, I suppose. Yeah, hundred percent. I definitely, when I sat down to look at captaincy, and even any potential transfers ahead of the game week, you're just kind of looking. You're saying, well, you know, there's a lot of fixtures that are kind of going against my plans, do you know. So, and then especially with captaincy, it's hard to uh, it's hard to nail down someone that's going to do well. But we'll get into all that on the podcast today. So all the usual stuff. Dar is going to take us through some of the players that he likes the look of ahead of game week 14. I'll pick out some players from the Fantasy Football Hub website. If you are interested in that, there's about four or five names I can give you uh, a bit later on the pod. And we'll go through our own performance, talk about Captain C picks ahead of game week 14 and anything else in between. So as always, um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's always uh, something we're trying to push more ratings, subscriptions. If you go head on over to Spotify, hit the subscribe button, You'll never miss an episode. So without further ado, we'll just get stuck into some of the results from game week 13. Starting off with Man City and Liverpool, Erling Haaland scored the opening goal against Liverpool to put the champions 1-0 up. Liverpool played well in patches of that game, but probably didn't play, you know, at their very peak. And in the end, a great goal from Trent Alexander-Arnold, who had a brilliant game in that one, got the equaliser for Liverpool points uh, shared in that one West Ham beat Burnley by two goals to one Jared Bowen didn't play after we were all very hopeful that he might hopefully he'll be back for this weekend Luton picked up I think only their second win of the season against Crystal Palace good win it was too they beat them 2-1 Newcastle beat Chelsea by four goals to one Anthony Gordon was on the score sheet in that one Chelsea their mini renaissance if you like has come to an end Forrest and Brighton finished 3-2 to Brighton. Good game. That um, another uh, game where Evan Ferguson scored. Did he score in that game, Dara? I think he did. Yeah, he did. He scored, didn't he? Yeah. Um, got a goal. Good to see him on the score sheet. Sheffield United lost to Bournemouth by three goals to one. Goals from Bournemouth scored by Tavernier and Clivert. I think Tavernier was a favourite of yours in FPL last year, Dara, wasn't he? He was, yeah. I got him in for... A week late, or, late in the season, wasn't uh, it? Uh, yeah, and the week I got him in, I got himself and Nunez, Darwin Nunez in, and the yeah. two of them, the two of them got a lot of points that week. Um, so yeah, and I, I he actually he's on my list here oh, of players. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking that name popped up. Yeah, it popped up once, once or twice before. So yeah. we'll speak about him in a bit. Arsenal beat Brentford by one goal to nail Kai Havertz with the only goal of the game, assisted by Bukayo Saka. We spoke, both of us, about Bukayo Saka saying that he probably hasn't hit the heights that we've been expecting this season, but 
He's still ticking away with the assists and getting them little points returns that are important when you have a player that's over 8 million. So good to see that. Then on Sunday, Aston Villa beat Spurs by two goals to one goals from Ali Watkins and Pau Torres. Uh, the goal for Spurs was scored by Giovanni Lo Celso. Watkins, I don't know if you've seen the game, Dara, but Watkins had a huge chance or a couple of more chances. Uh, he could have a hat-trick on the day. And it goes back to, you know, we talk about Nunes and the chances that he misses sometimes. Watkins is also guilty of some of those chances as well. So it'd be nice to see him be a little bit more, I suppose, clinical in the final third or when them chances come to him. Good to see Pedro Porro come up with an assist as well. That's two assists in two games now. I'm pretty sure he got an assist in game week 12 as well. I have him and uh, he seems to be a pretty decent option now for Spurs. So if you're interested in him, he's not a bad shout. And then we have to talk about what probably could be one of the goals of the season scored by Garnacho of Manchester United, Dara. Is it better than Rooney's goal against City back in 2011-2012? Do you, do you think it is better? I think it is better. Better yeah. technique. The technique and the way it was hit. But I think the game that... Yeah. That the game that that like in a derby against Man City, like I guess that moment might be a bit bigger, mm. but the technique and the way it was hit probably Garnacho. Yeah, like United ran out three 0 winners against Everton. Everton didn't play bad in in some spells, but I think United were were largely dominant in that one. So I mean, Garnacho. At the time of recording this, he scored in the Champions League as well last night against Galatasaray. Yeah, very but good goal. Very good goal. Yeah, yeah, actually, really good goal. Bruno Fernandes got a great goal as well last night, didn't he? Um, he did. It was a great but hit. The result, result. The result's probably not great. And well, we have, yeah. Go do ahead. you know what? The res- result, if United had been beaten Copenhagen and their other results, it would be an okay result because yeah. it's a tough place to go to, but... When you need the win and you're there and you're winning two one or three one or whatever it was two nil, and then three all, it's they needed to win that game. Yeah, tough tough times for Manchester United. Like that's a good win at the weekend. There, you know they look, you know, back to some sort of confidence or confident, mm. um, confident performance. But then you know obviously they give up a two goal lead twice against Galatasaray. Um and um yeah it's just it's just poor in the Champions League I think Onana as well has come in for a little bit of criticism as well um and yeah. I suppose a lot of people call him for him to be dropped and stuff like that so um yeah I mean they have Newcastle this weekend so that will be another fairly testing game and an interesting game from a from a Manchester United point of view we'll have to wait and see uh then finally on Monday Fulham beat Wolves by three goals to two. Goals for Fulham by William and Wobi. Hichan and Kunha Kun- uh, scored for Wolves. I think there was a lot of penalties in this game. I think there was three penalties. William scored two of them. And then Hichan scored the other, as far as I'm as far as I'm aware. Um, I know there was a lot of VAR controversy as well about whether the second or third penalty that was awarded um in that game should have been a penalty. So I don't know. It was a game that I didn't expect much from. I don't have any players from Fulham or Wolves, but I know you mentioned. I you did you mention He Chan in your list last week, Dara? I think I did. Yeah, mm. I don't have it with me here, but I yeah. think I, th- I did I'm pretty sure him. you did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. So he's obviously a decent, a decent attacking option uh, for Wolves if you're looking to um, if you're looking to invest in them. 
Okay, so that is game week 13 wrapped up. I'll very quickly go through my own team's performance. Uh, It wasn't anything amazing now, but again, remember I walked into the game week or went into the game week feeling that it was going to be difficult and that, you know, if we could get out with even a small green arrow or even a small red arrow either way, then it'd possibly be fine. Finished up with 37 points. I was about to say 41, but I took a minus four. So I finished up with 37. I brought in Eze and I brought in Cole Palmer. So Cole Palmer is a player that I kind of want to own in the next few weeks anyway. So I just made the move, got rid of, I think it was either Matoma or I can't remember who was that I brought out. I think I brought out, I'm on the live FPL website here. It'll tell me Enzo Fernandez. So brought out Enzo Fernandez, brought in Cole Palmer, you know, Chelsea asset for Chelsea asset and brought in Eze for Matoma. So Matoma is, as far as I know, a short-term injury. So while he's out, there's not really too much point in having him. Um, 37 points down to 799k small red arrow Um, I'm about 11 points off 500k Um, the good Pedro Paro as I mentioned in the recap of 13 he finished up with 5 points he's got assists in the last couple of games Salah captain with 10 Haaland with 7 Watkins with 5 with Ali Watkins as I mentioned there it could have been so much more Jeremy Doku he actually finished up with three bonus points, believe it or not, in that game against Liverpool. So, again, the uh, the scoring system for the bonus points still never ceases to amaze me. I never understand how it works, but there we are. Um, on the bench then, yeah, there was no one really on the bench of note that done well. So, the bad then, Ariola three points. West Ham just can't keep a clean sheet. Trippier with one point. Um, he got booked and uh, Newcastle conceded. Uh, Regulon didn't play at all. Um, I don't know what's the story with Regulon and Manchester United at the minute. I think they're just filling gaps while Luke Shaw comes back from injury. Cole Palmer, two points. Jarbone didn't play, zero points. Uh, Eze with a point and he's flagged as injured as well now. So that's obviously not great. And yeah, that's pretty much it. 37 points. The average was around 42, as far as I know. And um, we go again this game week. Darad, how did you fare? Um, yeah, I did okay this week. Not as good now as uh, compared to before the, Nash, uh, the international break. So I ended up uh, getting 49 points. Uh, I moved up. I got a green arrow, so I'm at, I think, 650,000 now at the moment. A small green arrow. I was surprised. I thought I would, wouldn't would get anything. I thought I'd get a red arrow, if anything, but like a lot of players um got in around that points or a bit lower as well so it was it was okay for that game week uh i had Holland captain he got me 14 points saka 8 uh, saliba 6 Salah 5 and Watkins 5 and then the rest were all twos and ones um so i had brought in saliba for uh, Matty Cash and then I had brought in Palmer there for uh, Douglas Lewis so I just think Villa's fixtures after this weekend are kind of uh, they're not as good as they have been so I just thought it was time to get in change it up and do it maybe a week or two before so I think Palmer's fixtures are good if Chelsea can get up their, their form there they're very in, kind of inconsistent mm. um, Saliba has been probably their best defender I think for Arsenal this year 
Although recently Zinchenko has been uh, Zinchenko has been good. Uh so yeah, that as my week. Um I had Bone as well. He was obviously didn't play, so I think Taylor came in for me, he got me a point. So I think that's something we'll have to look at. Maybe talk about is Bone gonna be fit? He's he's at fifty percent and it's a knee injury, so who knows? It could be it could be out for longer depending on yeah. Um, how the medical team see it. Yeah, 100%. I haven't seen anything now about Jarbone on Twitter. Um, I haven't really looked, to be honest. I'll probably have a look in the next uh, in the next day or so, I suppose. The press conferences would be tomorrow from 1pm, usually around 1 o'clock onwards to about 3 o'clock. You see information from different managers. So it's well worth waiting. I know you'll hear that from many different podcasters, YouTubers, Content creators, they'll say, wait for more information as you get it. Definitely wait for information on Jared Bowen. So if there's a chance that he's going to play, then, you know, I would hold because West Ham's fixtures are pretty good. They have Crystal Palace this week. Then they have Tottenham, but they have Fulham and Wolves then. Um, then their fixtures kind of turn a little bit. They have Manchester United, Arsenal and Brighton then after that. So, um, but for the short term, he's definitely a hold if he's going to be fit. Um another team uh, you just mentioned Chelsea there um, obviously their fixtures are good so they've Brighton and Manchester United in the next two but then they have Everton Sheffield United Wolves Crystal Palace Luton so I think for those five games definitely hold on to someone like Cole Palmer because from an attacking point of view he's going to do pretty okay um, Dara do you want to go through the list of players that you've got and then I'll just briefly touch on uh, some of the stuff from the Fantasy Football Hub website Yes, I can go through them. I'll start off here with um the Man City, the Liverpool players. Um so Doku here makes the list again. Um like he got three bonus points as you said I think you said that earlier and he ended up with I think five points. Like he's very good, but it's with Pep you just don't know in the Champions League and that is is he gonna he could rest him this mm-hmm. weekend. So it's it's a risk, but I mean, if you get him at the right time and you have him when he when he does well, you're going to get a lot of points. Yeah. Um. I think um Ake here for the defender, like he he was very good in that game I saw, and he got seven points. So he's someone maybe if you're getting a Man City defender, it could be someone you can get in. Um. Then Trent played well. He got a goal. He got eight points. He was kind of at fault for the first goal. Well, the the, the attacker kind of turned him and, and got past him. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, everything else, if you look at his stats, he was very good in that game. I would have um, said um, I would have said that uh, Sabazlai was more at fault in that game for the goal because mm-hmm. if you watch the replay back, obviously Trent has his part playing it too, but he doesn't put his foot in on Ake. Like Ake obviously gets through very easily. Yeah. A couple of players, and he's able to, you know, play a pass to Haaland. Um, Sabazai definitely could have put the foot in earlier, but yeah, you're you're right. Like Trent has always had his defensive uh, susceptibility, hasn't he? Mm, yeah, he has. Uh, yeah, it was good, nice feet from Ake, like, but he did yeah. get through a little bit too easy from, um, like the two or three players that were there. It just looked too easy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, why, like. He was let through that. Yeah, yeah. It just looked, it looked very position. easy. Yeah. Mm. 
so the next one here is someone we haven't mentioned before, but uh, kudos, uh, kudos for West Ham. Looks very, very good. Got 10 points. I think he's got 11 or 12 points two games ago or two game weeks ago. So with Bone, maybe if he's injured, he could step up and maybe make a mark for himself. But yeah, I don't know much about him, but I've heard good things and just going by how he's been doing so far, it's, it looks good. Uh, Elise is back for Palace and he's got three bonus points and he got a goal and 10 points. They badly needed him and especially now Eze, I think, is is injured. So, yeah, he's, he's a good player. Someone maybe... Villa's fixtures are decent as well, so someone maybe could get in. Then two Newcastle players here of Gordon and Isak. So Gordon got 13 and Isak got eight and he scored in the Champions League as well. So he's someone that... If you're looking to get in, maybe replace uh, Watkins or someone like that, you could potentially get him in. Mm. Uh, Brighton players here. So, Joe Pedro got 13. Adingra um, didn't do as well, but looks like a, a good player and a ch- cheap enough option. And then Pascal Gross got nine. So, he's funny, Gross. Like, he pops up every now and again and he does very well and he gets points. And he always does well against is it Liverpool or Manchester United? Um, but yeah, he's he's kind of every two or three games he'll, he'll come up with with the goods. Um, so next then, uh, Forest players, two Forest players. You probably can guess who the second one is. <laughs> um, we've mentioned him a lot, and I never got him. I haven't got him actually in my team since last. Like I don't think I ever have, but. He's uh, Gibbs White's just yeah. he's he's probably their best player, and he got twelve points there again, and he got a goal and assist and bonus points. Uh so yeah, I I must try and see can I get him in some before the Keep end of the season. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Alanga then like I always thought he was okay when he played for United, and he did well, but he had always something about him. And he's been doing quite well for Forrest. He got seven points, got a goal. Um, another cheap option if you want to go for a differential there as well from Forrest. But the only thing is your your results and that going with a team that you don't know sometimes what's going to happen with them. So it can be hard mm. to uh, choose one of those players when you have other players that are more consistent ahead of them. A uh, Burma player here, Tavernier, you mentioned him earlier. I had him last year for a few weeks and he did very well for me. Maybe two or three out of those weeks I had him and especially the first week, he, I think he got a goal or two goals and he ended up getting like 14 or 15 points. Uh, he got 16 this time around. He got two goals um, and three bonus points. Then Zinchenko, I've been impressed by him recently. He got nine points. He's definitely someone you can look at for, for Arsenal. Um, Garnacho and Fernandez, but yeah, like it's United a, it's a have early, it's a bit early to go back to. Uh, I yeah, personally, I wouldn't. But over the last that game and the Champions League, the two of them like look like the the two better players for United. And, yeah, uh, but. Yeah, myself maybe Garnacho. I might t- you take a punt on him. Yeah, Fernandez. Yeah. Fernandez, like I've had him in enough before, so I don't think I would. 
myself personally. Yeah. No, I was trying to, I just, I was going to look very quickly at Garnacho's price. He's uh, probably not that cheap this year compared to last year, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I just, I just, I, I thought I had it there. I thought I had it written down. Um, I'll just see if I can find it here now. Yeah. Uh, he is, um, Garnacho is 4.7 million. Oh, well. Actually, so, yeah, he is. Yeah, it's just when you mentioned his name there, I said, you know, he's probably someone that we probably need to look at the, the price of. So 4.7 million for a player That's... that has shown a little bit of form, you know, is not bad. Mm. But again, Dara, you being the United fan, you can be the one who recommends it or not. Because I know United are still a team that are fine, you know, lots of injuries, you know, to key players, you know, Ericsson, Casemiro in midfield. Like it's very hard to build any sort of progress when these players are injured, isn't it? Mm, yeah, very much so. It's just I don't know. I don't know what's gone on with them this yeah. year. But like, okay, in the league recently, they've been uh, more consistent, and they've the last four or five games they've won, I think, or yeah. draw and drawn maybe one or two of them, but. They're still not dominating games. Like even against Everton, Everton had chances, and United didn't have the ball a lot. And mm. yeah, it's just, it's just, it's unusual. I don't yeah. know whatever is happening in the background. We're a long way away from uh, watching them win the league in the drum in in Clare in County Mayo, Dara. Yeah, for sure. Do you remember that? that I think I only spoke to someone about this recently and I said, I was like, you know, a lot of my mates, United fans. And I just remember what, you know, watching Robin Van Persie uh, score that outrageous goal against Villa. Mm, that's uh, right. Yeah. I, I don't know whether they'd already won the league or they, I think they already won the league. Maybe. I, but I think that, did that, that they needed that win or they needed those points maybe, just yeah. to guarantee it or something. I think are they other team whoever goal. was behind them couldn't catch up with them then yeah, yeah. what a goal it was Rooney Rooney wasn't it that assisted Van Persie That's yeah right, yeah it was like it was some like massive like 40 50 60 yard pass and then you know he didn't even hit the ground he just you know bang back to the net unreal so uh we're yes. a long way away from that now aren't we <laughs> yeah, for sure and like yeah. that team that team that Ferguson had it wasn't that like, particularly it, good, though, was it? It wasn't. It wasn't. Team. No, that one wasn't. No, it was just the the Ferguson and what he did with teams. He was able to get the best out of them. And didn't he? He kind of said like, "Get me Van Persie, and I can win the lead," like or something like that. Like he was like, "If you get me a striker, a twenty goal striker, like that season, he kind of said like, if you get me someone like that, I can win the league one hundred percent." Because the rest yeah, of that team, that... You, you look at the other players like they well, like Johnny Evans and. Uh, Kagawa and you know different players like that it's you know it was madness really <laughs> yeah it was a great great way to go out for him like to to, yeah. to do that like you know and then they finished seventh I think the year after that's right yeah, um, and I was actually listening to a podcast there Joe Cole mm. had Van Persie on it was interesting just listening to Van Persie and at that time he like he wanted to win trophies but he wasn't doing it with Arsenal and then like everyone thought he just left, but he, like Arsenal didn't in the end didn't offer him the contract, so he was like, right, well, I'm I'm going to leave. I do yeah. want to win, but maybe I would have stayed. But he ended up, yeah. um, leaving in the end. 
and he got his Premier League, got his Premier League medal, which is probably what he that's, wanted all along. That's it, exactly. Very good. Thanks for being here for that, Dara. Um, I'm just going to go through the um players here on the Fantasy Football Hub app for Game Week 14. So it's under their under the page uh, best FPL picks for Game Week 14. So basically, there's a lot of names that you've kind of mentioned there already, but like there's a little bit of stats around it as well. So Trent Alexander Arnold's. It's the first name, 7.9 million. Um, he's created 19 chances with an expected assists figure of 1.82 and expected goals of 0.52. So um, we know from them figures that he's an assist maker rather than a goal scorer. Obviously, he scored against City last time out, but 1.82 of a figure for expected assists is pretty high. They're playing Fulham at home this week in Game 14. And it's definitely someone, you know, a team that he could that he could benefit it against. Problem is his price, 7.9 million, pretty high for a defender. Um, I don't know if anybody's got the flexibility in their teams at the minute, especially if people have used their wildcard already. Um, but he's he's not a bad option. They've decent short-term fixtures, Fulham, Sheffield United, Crystal Palace, Manchester United, and Arsenal. So the Manchester United and Arsenal games are tough, but the next three are pretty decent. Bukayo Saka, 8.6 million, plays Wolves at home this weekend. Arsenal have good fixtures in the long in the long term. I'm going to look and try and get Saka back in the next few weeks because I'd say he's going to be needed. Scored four goals this season. He's made seven assists. Um, he's created six big chances. Um, his expected goals four point one five. Expected assists three point seven nine. So again, this is probably all relative to you stats based FPL managers. Uh, maybe you know there's definitely a lot of managers managers out there that like to. Look at the stats and make their FPL decisions based on that. So Bukayo Saka is a decent option, as always. Erling Haaland, 14 million. Yeah, so we know we know already his XG is uh, very high, 13.35. They play Tottenham next, then they have Villa, uh, Luton and Crystal Palace. And uh, it's worth noting as well, they have a blank in game week 18 because they will be travelling to the World Club Cup wherever that is being held this year. Mohamed Salah is next on the list, 13 million. Fulham next. Um, Liverpool are, again, short-term, very good with fixtures. Uh, his expected goals is 8.74 uh, in the last uh, last 12 or 13 game weeks. Uh, he's created 14 big chances, um, and he's made uh, five assists this year, along with his 10 goals. So, decent numbers from Salah. It's funny, Salah has only blanked in one one or two games this year so like he's been unbelievably consistent across the board so I think he's he's almost veering to that essential point in the game and Brian Bumo then is the final name so I don't have him I kind of wish I did have him to be honest like because he's a player that kind of hurts me every time he does well playing Luton next fairly good fixture he's bound to do okay I might try and get him in somewhere along the line 13 appearances this year Six goals, three assists. And um, yeah, he's having a really good season. They play Luton at home next. Then they have uh, Brighton, Sheffield United and Aston Villa. And they also have a blank in 18 because of their fixture against Manchester City uh, not taking place in that game week. Okay, so captaincy picks for game week 14, Dara. Let's get stuck into that. So the fixtures, um, just looking at them here, I would say... Arsenal Wolves um, is one of the first ones. Maybe looking at Liverpool Fulham, Man City Spurs, 
Is there anything else there that takes your fancy? Uh, so I have what I have here. Uh, I have Salah, Saka, Haaland and Watkins was the oh, four yes. I put down. So yeah, Salah home to Fulham, Saka home to Wolves, Haaland home to Spurs and then Watkins away to Bournemouth. That was the four I had. Hmm. Who are you leaning towards? If you had to, if you had to make, if you were, if you were ninety percent there or eighty five percent there, who would you be leaning towards? Probably Salah, home to Fulham. Same, yeah. But the Haaland's just, just because it's Spurs. Spurs have lost three now in a row. I think two or three, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he could get, you get a goals in that game you know he could get mm. two three goals as well so you can never bet against him yeah 100% um, yeah I'm kind of on Salah at the minute look I, anyone I've spoke to about this like you can't look past consistency and Salah has been pretty consistent all year like Haaland's been Haaland's been fine he's been you know more than fine obviously but mm. Salah has been just a little bit more consistent over time I think Haaland is a good option this weekend against Spurs. Look, if Salah blanks and Haaland goes big, maybe that's another kind of warning to us that, you know, decide to go against him, uh, what he can do. But they're probably the, the top two options. I like Watkins against Bournemouth, but I don't know. I feel like Ali Watkins, you know, he was given his big chance against Luton three, four game weeks ago. He didn't take it and... You know, maybe people won't go back there as captaincy option. He's good to have as a as a as a striker, anyways. But um, as a captaincy option, maybe that's a lot of pressure on uh, on his shoulders. Um, but no, Salah, Salah for me. Um, okay, we'll leave it at that. Um, uh, I don't think there's anything else we have to cover. No, we've pretty much done everything. I think we'll be back next week. Actually, I'm pretty sure there's a deadline midweek next week, Dara. If I'm not mistaken, I think we're into. Oh. I think we're officially into uh, proper Christmas time. Yeah, Tuesday. Uh, the next game week, the 15th mm. deadline is at 6 p.m. So, if we get a chance, we might do a podcast together. Maybe. What do you think, Dara? We'll get a voice note going or something like that. Maybe or. Yeah, you can try. We could do that. Yeah, like maybe if we aim for we might aim to have a podcast out on Monday maybe um, mm. or if we get time over the weekend might get a chance to do it when the games are finished uh, on Sunday night maybe I might get a chance to record it but uh, there is yeah. games there is games on it's, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday it's a busy week ahead because you have then the last game of game week 15 is on the 8th of December and then the next game week is the day the after night. game week oh, 16 wow. is on the night. <laughs> Wow, yeah, that's we were fully we're fully into uh short deadlines deadlines mode now, so we'll have to silly silly season. Silly season and it is absolutely mental for FPL managers as we well know. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Uh Dara, thanks many for joining me on the pod. It's good to be back. And thanks, Steve. we may chat to you all on Monday. So for almost the very best of luck for game week fourteen, I will see you soon. Good luck.